When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My name is Ray Park. You may know me as playing Dolphin the Phantom Menace, Bone Wars, and also Solo and Star Wars Story. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast, the force is strong with you all. And remember, sit forward. Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best, and may the force be with you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. My name is David. I'm Brooke. And I'm Craig, too. <laughs> Craig nice. one was cloned, and uh, ah. he wasn't feeling so good. Like, you know, I think he got a virus or something. Maybe he got it from Colin. Mm. And so Craig, two is here instead. <laughs> but yeah, I, I was told George Lucas was going to be here today, so <laughs> I don't see uh. him. Uh, well, yeah, it wasn't me. I didn't tell you that. But uh, yeah, say, Colin unfortunately either. did call out sick to our podcast. So you know what? I'm just gonna go get Craig three. Craig two is out. I was here for George. <laughs> so yes, we are joined by our special co-host today, Craig two. Uh, he's a friend of the podcast. Um, he is one of the catalysts, I would say, for bringing the podcast together. And uh, if it wasn't for him, I would have never met Colin because. Back in the day, I guess in 2016, 2017, he became a member of the Facebook group. And he told me, hey, do you want me to save you a spot in line in Orlando? And I told him, yeah, sure. And I was like, uh, are you already there? Because it's morning. He, and he was like, no, wait, there's no way that there's a line. And I'm like, yes, there's a massive line. <laughs> and he goes, let me drive by. He drives by. He sees the line. He's like, oh, my God, let me get my stuff. So I think we land, we fly in from Texas, we land, he saves us a spot, and lo and behold, the spot that he saved us, Colin was standing right there, and that's when we met. So yeah, great story. That's right. But uh, first things first, we want to get to the giveaway that we advertised on YouTube. If you went to our YouTube page, our YouTube channel, liked it, subscribed, did everything necessary to win this giveaway and of course it's the four-day badge and celebration is this week folks it's happening it will be thursday and um we did pick a winner and the winner is betty anderson so congratulations you are the winner of the four-day star wars celebration anaheim 2022 what's that i i've been saying for weeks it was going to be betty i knew it So, yes, contact us immediately because I need to go to the mailbox or actually the post office, mail it out two day priority so you can have it before celebration starts. If you don't reply by midnight central time, we're going to pick a new winner and Ooh. it's going to have to happen fast. We're going to probably go in 30 minute intervals. So if you're if you did enter, stay on YouTube. Make sure your notifications are on because you might actually win the badge because a good handful of people. Uh, entered and uh, and did it the right way. So we will pick a new winner if Betty does not contact us. So congratulations, Betty! Yes, congratulations for sure. And we are all hyped. All three of us here 
are going to celebration this week. Mm-hmm. So we'll all be together in person. And Wednesday's podcast, they spoke about the Vanity Fair article. And I really didn't get a chance to kind of go over it, give my thoughts on it. So I, I wanted to do it on today's podcast. And I know Brooke has some thoughts as well. So I thought personally it was very kind of odd that they released all this information on a Tuesday before the week before celebration. It was you very figure, random. Yeah. yeah, you would figure they would do something or just release this information at celebration. But we all know they have Star Wars does have a long standing relationship with Vanity Fair and Anthony Bresnikan, who moderated that 2015 The Force Awakens panel. And um, a lot of stuff dropped that was really interesting. A lot of stuff was clarified, like when does the Acolyte take place in the Star Wars timeline? And it was verified that it takes place 100 years before The Phantom Menace. All the speculation was 200 years before. But apparently it's 100 years before, and they we don't have a specific date when that's going to drop. So what did you guys think about that? I personally would like to see an earlier, uh, you know, feeling, you know, it, that feels very close to a timeline we're so used to already. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Yoda's going to be like 700, <laughs> like 800, you know what I mean? So it's like a spry 700. <laughs> a spry, he yeah. only limps with one leg instead of both, right? <laughs> <laughs> So I would have liked to seen them go like, I don't know, maybe like 500 years, way, way back in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. I just I feel like we've explored so much of this, like what we'll call it like the current time that we've like we've already seen so much of it. And I think what's really fascinating is the stuff that they're doing, like, you know, the, the higher public, like way in the past, like stuff that we just have like no knowledge of. I think it's really cool that we're like starting to see that. So yeah, it would have been cooler, I think, to look a little bit, a little bit back further. Yeah, that article talks about how the High Republic is like the Renaissance of Star Wars. That's the way you have to look at it. And the mm-hmm. fact that the acolyte is taking place at the end of that Renaissance is interesting because we're gonna see High Republic style stuff on screen. And it's it's kind of interesting that they're not doing anything full blown in the middle of the High Republic. We all know they're doing the novels and they're doing the comic books. So, like I say on the podcast all the time, if I was president of Lucasfilm, I would probably pull the trigger on that and have mm-hmm. High Republic live action stuff happening, at oh, least yeah. a Disney Plus series. I mean, it, it to me, that stuff that they got together, all the, all the authors for Project Luminous back in the day... Um, they they came up with a lot of stuff, a huge story, and it's a huge chunk of Star Wars. And for me personally, for it to be locked into reading books and comics and not to have some type of live action um, content is, is, I mean, we're going to get the Acolyte, but I mean, I would love to see High Republic stuff realized and get a mm-hmm. backstory with that because it seems like they put in a lot of work and effort into oh, just coming up with that chunk of Star Wars. Yeah, I've only read like a book and a half and there's there's so much that they have even just jam-packed into that little bit that I've read. And just like also just reading it like like visually, it would be stunning. Like the stuff that they talk about and what the Jedi do, like it would be phenomenal to like see it. 
I don't know anything about that timeline, so I'll give anything a chance, you know. I'm sure it's Star Wars. That's we'll give true, it Craig. a little. That's not oh. true, Craig. You do know something. Yoda's around. He's 700. That's true. <laughs> He's always there. I, I'll still give Yoda a chance. I mean, I love Yoda, but <laughs> I'm just saying uh, a different time might feel very different. Um, you know, one of the things that I liked about A New Hope is that that feeling of being in a different world, different time, to me, it 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 stands out the most in all the movies. Is that one? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because the visual effects weren't so great, and there are a lot of more realistic aliens, and you know they kind of look goofy, but you know, like that cantina and stuff. But mm-hmm. I would like to have that kind of feeling again, and I think going back in a different time might help do that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So kind of, I, I feel like I kind of get what you're saying. Like the the original trilogy always, I just feel like that has a very special feel to it. Like Yeah, it has visually. its own aesthetic, yeah. And I feel like the first thing recently that I've watched that kind of gave me that same feeling was The Mandalorian. Sure. Because I feel like they kind of went back and used a lot of those like same elements. And so like, that's why one of the reasons I love The Mandalorian so much is because I, I kind of got that like, that OG Star Wars feel again versus like all the like, what like the special effects stuff that they did and kind of like the prequels because that was like the big thing then i think i kind of i like that other stuff better i i do i i mean uh i know it's all supposed to take place at different times in different places but i really enjoy the feeling of like uh for me like a new hope and empire strikes back mm-hmm. i love the way it just has this very different unique feel yeah for me yeah, it's almost like I can't describe it. It's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's the fact that everything was like kind of dirty. It was science fiction back mm-hmm. in the day, but I mean, it was the first film to do the whole kind of used universe aesthetic. And I think that's what Star Wars is. And of course, when the prequels happened, everything was like shiny and brand new. And George Lucas kind of like remixed Star Wars in a way. And of course, there was some backlash, maybe a lot of backlash, but I mean, we're all kind of in the prequels renaissance in the way. I, I think the Vanity Fair article and Ewan has talked about on the Kenobi tour a lot that he now meets the people in the press that grew up with the prequels and they have all the love in the world for it and they, they express it to him and he's just kind of like, wow, it's really nice to come back and do the Kenobi series and get all this love back that we really mm-hmm. didn't feel like we got back in the the early part of the century so yeah it's it, it's pretty cool to see Hayden as well come back yeah. and, and and really get the appreciation and I'm I yeah. say it all the time on the podcast but at the 40th panel Craig was there too when Hayden walked out it was just like a standing ovation for him and I was like yes thank you cuz I knew that was going to yeah. tell him it was okay to come back it was okay to come back to Star yeah. Wars He's back. I think all the pre- and this will show all the prequel actors that it's okay to come back. There's a huge fan base for you. We're mm-hmm. all here for you. Mm-hmm. Come back. I'm wearing an Attack of the Clones 20th anniversary hat. I mean, it's it, it's going to be awesome. And celebrations happening. So I'm super excited. And of course, May we have Star Wars Day. We have two of them actually, which is the original was May 25th, which was the always the anniversary of A New Hope when it was released. But then I think May 4th kind of developed out of just the fans wanting to just play on the words. Yeah. Mm -hmm. With you. 
And it's grown into something that Lucasfilm has officially recognized for some time now. But really, it's on like the precipice of becoming Star Wars Month, the month of May. Because there's so many events happening. There's so many film anniversaries. There's so many birthdays. And speaking of birthdays, May 14th was this guy's birthday. George Lucas, who created everything. <laughs> so, yeah, he created everything there from Howard the Duck to Indiana Jones to Star Wars, of course. And, I mean, he he's still going strong. I, I, I don't see him kind of slowing down. He's Of course, he's spending a lot of time with his family, which is oh, sure. the same hiatus he took from, between Return of the Jedi and The Phantom Menace. And he said in interviews that, hey, look, I would love to come back and do Star Wars, but... I mean, I, I want to spend time with my newly married wife, and we have a kid together as well. And uh, he's he's a big family man. So, but I mean, he is the reason why we are all here. And I just wanted to recognize his birthday. Absolutely. Thank you, George. Yes. yes thank, thank you very you. much. I saw George in person at Star Wars Celebration. Was it was it five or six where he sold it to Disney? Five or six. Um, well, was twenty seventeen Orlando. Yeah, well, 2017, that's where we met, and he, he was on stage at the 40th panel, which was like a total surprise to everyone. But I told you in line, Craig, he was going to be there. And you're <laughs> like, no way. And I said, Harrison Ford is probably going to be here, too. And you're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I thought Harrison was going to show up, but I don't think he had before. Yeah. But I saw George walking down the hallway, and... He was coming out of a room. I was I was walking. We were kind of like leaving the convention, I think, for the day. And I was like, George! And I yelled, and he looked at me. And then he kind of scurried into another room. Oh, no. He's like, I've been spotted. <laughs> there must have been a line of 25 executives in suits follow him immediately. That I think it was oh, the Disney piece. It was literally that weekend. They announced it like the next day that he had sold it or within a couple of days of it. Right? It Wasn't it then that he announced it? Uh well it's, it was the end of October 2012 was there something happening then I don't remember the dates of it but I do remember or maybe I it was wasn't about that. to graduate high school like um Carrie was there <laughs> and Mark were there and I think he had said he went to lunch with them or something didn't he Right yeah he went to lunch with them in the uh Hollywood area I believe It and wasn't in Orlando I don't know I don't I wouldn't think it'd be there because I know Carrie and Mark we're living in the well. They, that's what I'm saying is that LA they were area. celebration, and I thought that's when he told them was mm. that celebration. I'm not quite sure. It's been a long. Anyone time. in chat? No. <laughs> but yeah, I was getting ready to go trick or treating because I, well, I remember it was like the day before got, Halloween. We got a date, October 30th, yeah. 2012. Yeah, like I said, I was getting ready. to That's go when he announced it. Yeah. But is that I want... like the the pic? There was a picture, right? I remember the picture of him, and it was like Mickey and Minnie. Yeah, and him and Bob Iger were sitting yeah. at a table yeah, and went with like, yeah, pen to paper there. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of birthdays, there was also another Star Wars birthday. Yes. It was this guy's it was good birthday. Good old Colin's birthday, which I found out is also it's Empire Day. His birthday's on Empire Day, which means it's also Ezra Bridger's birthday. Whoa. Isn't that weird? So yeah, I got this graphic here which lists everything yeah. that is in May, Star Wars month. May 20th. 
Yeah. So, I mean, what other stuff happens in May? I mean, you just said Ezra Bridger's birthday. It's like because well, his birthday's on Empire Day. Yeah. So I wonder what else we can like fit into the month of May because I've just been Star Wars twenty four seven pretty much this whole month. Have you getting ready for celebration? Yeah. Yeah. So. But yeah, of course, it's uh, the anniversary of Attack of the Clones, and there's going to be a panel at Celebration. I'm in the hat right now. So yeah, I mean, 20 years, it, it's gone by, and I'll always remember that anniversary because I got married that same year in 2002. Aww. So they have been married for 20 years. So then Pretty it became crazy. Attack of the Wife. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Um, so... <laughs> Yeah, 20 years for Attack of the Clones. There's going to be a panel, years. I believe, on wow. Sunday, I believe. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's so many anniversaries in May. And, of course, Peter Mayhew was also born May 19th. Okay. So, yeah, it's there's another. Big, big month. Yeah, yeah, super huge. Missing Peter, and we'll miss him at Celebration mm-hmm. this year for sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, yeah, he w- he was one of the guys that would always... Go to celebrations, go to comic book conventions. My brother, he got his autograph, actually, I believe in the early part of the 2000s in the Dallas area. And after he got his autograph, he exited the building. And when he looked to his left, Peter Mayhew was standing right next to him. (laughs) And I believe, you know what? I want to say it was right before the purchase (laughs) of Star Wars, uh, Disney's purchase. So, yeah, I mean, he was, he actually ended up living in the Dallas area. So it wasn't a long drive for him. So I think oh, he was like the main, okay. yeah, he was the main kind of draw for that convention. But yeah, he's, he's going to be missed. I mean, he brought Chewbacca to life and he trained uh, the new Chewbacca, Jonas, who's also going to be at Celebration signing. Mm-hmm. And I believe his autograph and photo op is still available. So, uh, and he does a lot of conventions as well. He's done a lot of stuff in Texas. So he's uh, keeping uh, Chewbacca alive in, in so many different ways. So, And, of course, The Empire Strikes Back. That anniversary is about to hit. And many people consider it the greatest Star Wars film ever. It's, I it's, will, it's my favorite, personally. I'm going to be bold here. And I'm going to say, not only is it the greatest Star Wars movie, it's the greatest movie ever. Oh! Okay. Yeah, I, it's I have no problem with that. It's it's beautiful. It's perfect. I, you know, yeah. I'm not going to disagree with you. <laughs> I mean, it's my favorite movie. Nothing will. I I just know nothing will ever top that movie for me. You know, the last thirty minutes of that movie are just incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that you know, obviously, the cliffhanger back at the time was just. Un- oh my gosh! Yeah. Like, of course, everyone knows it now, but I can't even imagine, like, seeing that, we'll say live, like, you know, like, as, as it's happening. Like, I can't even imagine how, like, big that moment must have, like, been for people to actually see it. Like, that's that's so cool. Yeah, it's unbelievable. So, yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled, you know, with that movie. I'm so glad we're going to be celebrating that one. Mm-hmm. I celebrate it every day. I'm going to turn it on right now. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, when I was a little kid watching them on VHS, Empire oh, wasn't VHS. my favorite my favorite <laughs> film. Return of the Jedi was. So Empire was the film I had to watch to get to Return to get of the to Jedi. To get to your favorite. <laughs> so it was always like a film that was 
quasi in the way in a sense okay. when I was a kid. Yeah. But I, I mean, I do see the merits of what Empire is and, and, the, and the huge twist and, and how it was so different from the biggest movie of all time, which was Star Wars. And that was, that was an incredible risk they took. And and the writing on on that film and, and Han Solo's, I know, you know, it's it's mm-hmm. it's legendary. So many and then Boba Fett yeah. came out of that movie. And Obi Wan as a Force Ghost, mm-hmm. and then the introduction of Yoda using a puppet in a live action movie, interacting with with human beings. I mean, that movie is. I mean, you could go on and on. You could have maybe like a separate podcast just talking about that film. <laughs> That's what Craig Three is at right now. He's got (laughs) Empire Three in the multiverse (laughs) going on. (laughs) You took a step in uh, that door in the world between worlds there. But yeah, I mean it's it's an incredible month. I mean the month of May. I mean is until the sequels hit. That's when they planned their flag in December. And I thought, well, I was kind of on the fence about that. But then it happened, and it was so huge with the Force Awakens. I thought. We're going to get a Star Wars film every December. And of course, no, we're not. <laughs> that's that's not no. in the cards. But see, because my idea was like drop a movie in May and December and just keep on going. There you go. And just drop, like drop them every rotating month. system. It's but just... of course, we didn't know about streaming back then, how mm-hmm. big that was going to be. That's true. Yeah. Everything's going to be so different now. You know, mm-hmm. I think they're really going to steer away from Star Wars movies. Well, I think the Vanity Fair article covers that a little bit. I think um, that interview with Kathleen Kennedy in in so many words, she said that they still want to do films, of course, and they they did plant their flag and they gave out a schedule for 2023, 25, 27, where films were going to be released. And of course, the Rogue Squadron film was set to drop in December of 2023, but nothing has been shot for that film. And the Vanity Fair article revealed that Taika Waititi's film is going to drop on that date. And, of course, we all know Taika is the director of, of Thor Ragnarok. And he's done many other things that are hilarious and witty. He's an Academy Award winning writer. And uh, he's he, he, obviously super talented. And just his humor at the end of that last episode of The Mandalorian Season 2 with the two scout troopers... Like arguing about Baby Yoda, <laughs> yeah. Like having him in the bag yeah. and like just shooting at the rock. I mean that type of humor. I mean he pulls that off so expertly. I mean it, I hope there's a whole film like that. And I was I was talking to my one of my buddies that uh, you've met, Craig uh, Carl, who went to celebration with us, mm-hmm. and he brought up the fact that yeah, I mean they technically can get a Star Wars film in that vein where it's like not too much special effects so they can get it done by December 2023 and have it more dialogue heavy, more of like concentrated maybe like on, on the uh, kind of the behind the scenes, kind of like in the background, the background characters. But apparently the Vanity Fair article states that there are going to be, it's going to be a totally brand new concept, brand new characters. And it sounds a lot like the Ryan Johnson trilogy that Kathleen Kennedy essentially gave to Ryan Johnson that the Vanity Fair article says they've put on the back burner. But I'm interested to see what that looks like because that's supposed to be tied to nothing. Mm. Which are you Ryan Johnson, Johnson given... Or are you talking about the Taika film? 
So what, what I was saying was Taika's given has been given a film mm. to, to drop on December 2023 that's not tied to anything. Yeah. A lot like how Ryan Johnson was given that trilogy that's not supposed to be tied to anything. But the Vanity Fair article is now saying that that's going to be put on the back burner. And I know your feelings about Ryan Johnson, The Last <laughs> Jedi. But, I mean, Ryan Johnson is an acclaimed filmmaker. I mean, he's a, I mean have you seen his other movies? Uh, no. <laughs> okay, so you need to watch his other movies because <laughs> apparently they're great. I haven't actually seen them either, but I mean, I know they're they're pretty great. But <laughs> why aren't you watching them? Because <laughs> I'm busy trying to do the podcast, Craig. Oh, okay, Craig okay. too. <laughs> so yeah, that my time's taken up with Star Wars stuff. So yeah, I think one of these days I'll, I'll get to watch. But yeah, I mean Netflix just doesn't hand you a hundred million dollars because you're not talented so which is what they gave him to do knives wow. out two and three yeah okay. well so. i'll i'll have to thank netflix for that one <laughs> <laughs> so the other big news which uh kind of deviates from kind of the knowledge and information that we had was grammar rodeo did you guys hear about that? That no, that was something with uh the Simpsons, right? Like a Simpsons episode or something. Oh so, yeah, it came out that there was a Simpsons episode called Grammar Rodeo. And I, I don't remember exactly what the explanation was uh, for that episode, but it had to do with like a bunch of kids running off on like an adventure type thing. So the synopsis for Grammar Rodeo was always that it was gonna be like a kid style Stranger Things type of adventure. And apparently that's like, what's going to happen. Kids style Stranger Things. Have they seen Stranger Things? Well, I think they're referring to like a season one type of, for Stranger Things type of like mood. And they didn't mention Amblin. So like an E.T. vibe as well in there. Okay. Okay. That would be interesting. And okay. I believe the rumor was that John Watts uh, left Star Wars, left Lucasfilm for, I'm not sure what the reason was, but... Apparently, no. He's going to head up this Grammar Rodeo. Um, that, that's that's the um, that's the working title for. The, it's not going to be called Grammar Rodeo, obviously. Mm -hmm. But yeah, he's going to head up this project, and um, it's it's going to be apparently taking place right after Return of the Jedi, because previously we thought it was going to happen in the High Republic, mm -hmm. which was something that. I'd love to see, but apparently right. it's going to happen right after the events of Return of the Jedi. Interesting. Mm. And of course, John Watts just directed the Spider-Man trilogy for the MCU, so he's used to handling, or working with, I should say, younger, uh, younger talent. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, but, I'm super excited for that. That's interesting. So maybe it'll be something like uh, you know, the Empire is still around, and so these kids are trying to survive, and that kind of universe mm -hmm. yeah yeah and they have the opportunity there to bring in a younger kylo ren oh i don't and know it, i mean yeah do you do you guys I, I hadn't thought they would do that i mean is that something you guys think they'll really look at yeah well i mean it's happening it's in production uh well as far as kylo, kylo ren in it i mean I mean, well, it's 
very young at that age if it was right after Return of the Jedi. I mean, well, I mean, it might be like 10 years after Return of the Jedi. I mean, he might be the age where Luke is the age that he is in, in the Obi Wan Kenobi series that we're about to watch. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. And so like, Luke is supposed young. to be like eight or nine in this show, right? Yeah, that, that's that's possible. He gets mixed in with a bunch of older kids, possibly. And I know there was a rumor back um, a couple months ago that uh, Jude Law was was possibly cast as someone in their late forties oh. to to have the adult role, but um, I don't think that was talked about in the article. So interesting. Yeah. Well, keep it coming. Uh, you know, yeah. I think with Disney Plus, it allows them to really, you know, put out Star Wars, you know, even three or four shows a year. I don't see how they couldn't keep doing it if they just really commit to it and find some really good directors and and writers. Yeah. Speaking of the shows, they also gave out that Andor is going to drop at the end of August. So that's going to be two seasons. Apparently they split it uh, from the 12 episodes for the, to be six episodes for season one, then six episodes in season two. Oh, geez, that's frustrating. <laughs> I mean, because it feels like we've been waiting for this show for a, for a long time, and it we uh, have we even seen anything for it? I don't. I we got so. like a, a little like um, kind of reel of all the concept art um, and an explanation, and they did give away some details in the article. They explained that we're going to see Cassian's planet uh, be destroyed. And the okay. beginnings of uh, basically his origin story. And we are also going to get um, Mon Mothma as a main character in the show, which oh. we did not know of. Uh, played by the same actress that played her in Revenge of the Sith, Genevieve sweet, O'Reilly. Sweet. Yeah. So that will be kind of the female part of it because I know it was going to be kind of heavy if it was just Andor, the Rebellion. But yeah, I, I think it's I think it's gonna be really interesting to see how they're gonna pull off this style of show because apparently they didn't use a lot of the volume. And if they did, they haven't told us yet. But apparently they shot a lot on location for this for this TV show, which looks a lot from the behind the scenes stuff as looks like a film. Well, if they're gonna release it later this year, they gotta show some stuff in celebration. So I think that's the thing that we're kind of counting on. They released all this information from the Vanity Fair article. And it's like, well, what are we going to talk about at Celebration? That big Lucasfilm Showcase panel happens Thursday morning. And it's 90 minutes long. So that's a long time to just, I mean, talk about the same <laughs> stuff we know. I mean, a lot of a lot of people are thinking that we're going to get at least one film announcement that we haven't gotten yet. So Nice. We might have Taika Waititi on stage in person, talk about, give, kind of flesh out the details of what he's doing, what he's thinking, what he's about to work on. He's ultra busy too, just like Ryan Johnson. And it's a little surprising that he's going to jump on this next because we know that he's going to work on some stuff that, um, that's been announced and we've talked about it on the podcast. But he's got TV shows, he's got films, he's, he's in the MCU. Mm-hmm. But... He's Taika. I mean, he, I mean, he's he already committed to a film. Hopefully, he it hopefully doesn't change. There's always it seems like under under the Disney world, we've gotten a lot of changes with directors and, mm-hmm. and release dates and stories, and it's 
it's like that that just kind of needs to kind of settle down and just stop it would be nice to see a little more transparency from lucasfilm i feel like um we don't get much and then even with the trailers it's like you know we used to see a trailer and and have a trailer for a year and be excited about it and now it's like right i've been noticing that that they just seem to be like releasing things super close to when things are actually coming out like i remember thinking we're not even gonna get a trailer for kenobi because it's it's like it's happening we only got it like what a month or so a couple months before we like it's frustrating yeah I, I think they should give the the, tan, uh, the fans just a little taste, even if it's just a little teaser trailer. It really gets people right, talking. right. Just, just you know, a little, just a little something. Like, isn't that the whole point of a trailer? You know, is to like get people excited and like keep them excited so they don't kind of like forget about it. So, like, I think I had mentioned on the podcast at some point, I was like, I don't even think they should drop a trailer for Kenobi because it's so close to when it's going to happen. What's the point? Like, people, the people who are excited about it are going to watch it. Like yeah. at that point, there was there was no point in my opinion. Like, of course, I still like the trailer, but you know, it kind of seemed pointless. I agree. I I, I think they should give you a little teaser, mm-hmm. even if it's a year out, and people are excited. They watch it. It's about what about most it. movies do. You know, you get something like you know around the year mark to get you excited and. Yeah, that stuff's kind of changed and evolved over time where the windows have shrunk to almost like it's you see the trailer, then like a month later it drops. Exactly. Which I just I think that's odd. Just don't do it. Just don't give me one. Yeah. Just let me be surprised at that point. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Yeah, I I agree. I remember being in a theater way back when and watching trailers and they drop the release date and it's like a year or two. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'd rather I'd rather see a little bit of it and wait all that time than mm-hmm. have nothing and then you know then you know a month out you're seeing fifteen thousand different TV spots and it's like now I've seen the whole thing right yeah like you're about to see it in a month you know it's just I don't know once it gets close I don't want to see any more spoilers exactly exactly go <laughs> <laughs> to me a year out so I get excited for it not yes yes the day before they're showing you the ending. <laughs> yeah. So to get you excited, I think this will get you really excited. I came across a Hayden Christensen interview. It's really short. I'll play it right here, but um, yeah, I'll just play it. And uh, I want to see your face after you watch this. I'm super excited to see you back as Darth Vader in the uh-huh. Obi-Wan series. And I know that many fans feel the same way. So here's my very carefully formulated sneak peek question. All right. Can you give me three words that describe Darth Vader in the series the best? Ooh, um, driven, uh, vengeful, um, and unstoppable. Ooh. I didn't get the third word. Driven, unstoppable. Unstoppable. And unstoppable. Ooh. So that sounds like Darth Vader in the hallway. Yes. Right. That sounds like Darth Vader in his prime. You know, we've been like for he's he's still young at this point, you know. How old was how old was he when he officially became Darth Vader? He must have he wasn't, been he it, wasn't very old. Like 25ish. Right? Yeah, help us out. In even, chat. <laughs> even that I would have thought younger, you know, like Well, I think he was like 19ish in Attack of the Clones, right? Yeah. Somewhere around uh, because he was like nine or ten in Phantom Menace, 
right? Yep. And, and he hadn't hadn't seen Padme in ten years. And then it was right? like years later than that. So maybe he's like twenty three ish. Twenty four. Okay. Twenty four. Okay. Yeah. So that that's a strong dude. Okay. So nineteen. And he's and he's pissed. He's he's in, he's like forty three. <laughs> or no wait no let me think about this. This no this is nine this is not nineteen years later this is nine years later right after Revenge of the Sith so he's like thirty three. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Yeah, he's like James's age, I think. Mm-hmm. I think James is thirty three. But yeah, I mean, and then we see him unmasked in his forties, but it, it, he's played by a guy like in his sixties. <laughs> well. <laughs> When you're in your mask for 20 years and you don't get any sun. Also, like, you know, he went through a lot. So I could see maybe he he looks a little worse, you know, than the average 40-some-year-old. And I'm glad you said that, Brooke, because I think that they're going to go through some stuff. I think Vader is going to get mortally wounded again. And I think that's going to lead into the explanation of why Obi-Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader had that very non-athletic fight that they had in in A New (laughs) Hope. That's the they only both, way to do it, right? They both came to an agreement. We're going to dial it back. We're old. We got to bring it down. We're going to just, you know, mutual agreement here. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I was thinking about that, too. And um, I was thinking maybe something happened to Obi-Wan where he, he wasn't as connected to the Force mm-hmm. at that age. And maybe that's why he wasn't as strong against uh, Vader. I mean, obviously, George was doing something knew at the time and you know he had put a lot of back thought into it but you know you know he could have also really tried to like kind of close himself off as like a safety thing you know to try to like hide himself that's a good point or you know i feel like we're gonna see him kind of like lose some faith here in the show kind of like go through like a, we'll call it a crisis um, <laughs> you know so you sure I, and I think it definitely gives that feel in the in the little TV spot or the trailer that we saw. Um, that would make sense. I mean, imagine you've seen the whole galaxy taken over, oh, I can't. and That's... all your friends were murdered, and your yes. best is the one who did it. I mean, it's yes. pretty horrible. I, That's you know, how do you even come to terms with that? That's rough. <laughs> That's rough, buddy. <laughs> I mean, obviously, we've only seen so little in that uh, teaser trailer, but mm-hmm. I, it looks like uh, we're going to get a really good performance with Uncle Owen here, huh? Oh, yeah. That yeah, one line is laid into him. I was like, whoop. <laughs> There's <laughs> like 15,000 memes. <laughs> it's more than that Bernie in the chair meme. <laughs> Yeah, speaking of... Leave us alone. When the time comes, he must be trained. Like you trained his father. Emotional damage! <laughs> That's it. That's- I love it. It's fantastic. <laughs> oh, yep. And it, I, I love it because, you know, Uncle Owen came across as kind of gruff and ornery in the, in the movie. And, you know, A New Hope. Mm-hmm. And so it seems like he's going to really kind of give Obi-Wan a hard time here. Oh, I bet. I love that he was like, oh, you d- you don't care about how he is. You care if he's showing. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's great. It's, it is. So it seems like they're going to do a really nice job with character development on this one. Yes. I'm excited. I'm really excited for the Obi-Wan show. 
You were right. You said I was going to be excited. <laughs> I didn't know what kind of clip you were going to play. You did say this is a family-friendly show, David. So, <laughs> Yes, absolutely. This, this is a family podcast, Craig, too. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, it feels like everything they're saying, every, everything we're seeing feels like we're going to get the thing that we want. Um, a Vader in his prime, uh, the whole kind of explanation of certain things that we saw in the original Star Wars, A New Hope, that look that Aunt Beru gives to Uncle Owen. Um, just the animosity Uncle Owen has to yeah. Ben. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's it's something I thought I would never see. And, and we're getting it next or this week. I know. Yeah. It's, it's Obi-Wan it's Kenobi is this week. So are they going to show the... Do you see, the two episodes while we're at celebration. I don't know if there's going to be a special screening. You would, you would hope that they would do that. But of course I think the convention doors close relatively early and that night, Friday, well, Thursday night, technically we'll be getting set up to see it. But Thursday night, me and you, Craig, we have the uh, 501st bash that we're Mm -hmm. going to, so we would technically have to leave that early. Or maybe they're just going to show it at the badge. They could just stop everything and just show it on the big screen really that they might have. Because I'm um, assuming, is it going to drop at like midnight? Right, midnight Pacific time. Yeah. Midnight Pacific time, okay. So, yeah. And then before that, we're going to have a podcast meetup uh, right across the street from the Marriott at the Hilton. And uh, there's going to be a whole lot of podcasters there, a whole lot of different Star Wars podcasts. And we should have some... Sw- Hopefully we do have some of our swag still available by that time um, because honestly I have no idea how many people are going to approach us and if you do see us approach us for sure we'll be out there you might see Craig there with us so yeah at celebration which, which Craig are we going to see uh, Craig, one two Craig, three Craig two is going this one Craig two okay Craig one can't make it <laughs> yeah Craig one will be podcasting Craig three will be doing counseling so <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I have a clone army. <laughs> Love it. I could use one of those. 20th year anniversary. Good callback. So, yeah, like we said, I mean, all right, so, I so much stuff. For another minute here. Yeah. I want, do you think Maul was originally supposed to be in this show or no? Kenobi? I, yeah. Yeah, they already said that he was supposed to be in the movie. So Kenobi was going to be a movie at first. Oh, and then the the original kind of screenplay they had, Maul was a part of it. I feel like it's an incredibly missed opportunity not to have him. At least, my thing is, I think it would be awesome if it wasn't just a one season thing. And like the end of the season, they. Well, just, yeah, I'm glad you said that because yeah. Ewan McGregor has said publicly he would lo- love to come back to Star Wars at some capacity. So if there's any room to do a season two-ish type thing or just show up in other series somehow, yeah. he's totally game to do it. I'd love to see it. I mean, if they can make the story work, um, great. I just think it'll be challenging because, you know, how many times can we have Obi-Wan running around the galaxy ex- escaping Vader? I mean, they can't keep fighting over and over again. Right, right. Because that kind of takes away from, you know, A New Hope and... and so I think it would be challenging to do that as much as I'd love to see it. 
Yeah, the thing that I think a lot of people are asking for are Clone Wars flashbacks. I would love, yeah, that would be great. So maybe they could get Hayden back, Ewan back, get Rosario Dawson, or maybe someone either, I don't know, shorter, younger, I don't know, to, to pull off Ahsoka in a live action setting in a Clone Wars live action scenario. I think that would be fantastic. I think they can do it. Um, They've already deep faked Mark Hamill with Luke Skywalker. They can yeah. remove. I volunteer. I volunteer. I'll do it. <laughs> there you go. You don't even have to. Pay. I don't know what we're volunteering for now, but. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll um I'll be a younger looking Ahsoka Tana. I'll do it. Okay. I'll play it even... if I have to. <laughs> we'll just just throw us all in there. We'll do it. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, there was another story out there about somebody. Well, I mean, they hired Shamook, the uh, the YouTuber that did the deep fake that was, like, incredibly, like, mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. if um, Luke looked absolutely incredible in Book of Boba Fett. Oh, yeah. It just, you, I, I can't speak. Um, <laughs> you could have told me that that was just a normal dude. And I'd be like, yeah, he looks like a normal dude. What do you mean? Like, he just, you know. I was blown away by that episode. And mm-hmm. uh, honestly, I'm not sure why they haven't gone back and fixed the season two finale of Mandalorian Luke. I think they could, you know. They could, yeah. And make it a little bit better. Have a special edition Mandalorian season two. <laughs> right. I mean, they took the they took the guy out of the corner, you know, you could. Yeah, Gene's guy. Yeah. And they removed the helicopter. There was a helicopter. I missed yeah, that. Yeah, the uh, the Boba Fett episode in the Mandalorian. There was, I believe, there's a helicopter. I didn't see. Yeah. So, so yeah, 4K Media guy on YouTube. He's uh, chatting here. He's, he's saying, "I'm excited for Celebration. Almost here." Same here. So he so, also says, uh, "Did they ever say if the foot ops uh, will have mask and a plexiglass? Not not worth it if it's so." Um. The last thing I read was whoever you get the photo op with, they have the option to do the plexiglass or not. Mm, That's going to be totally on them. And I'm assuming that Ewan is going to have the plexiglass because he's going to see so many people. Yeah. I mean, it's just not going to be fair to him because it's, it's, you know, you just got to respect their, their wishes, you know, Yeah. at that point. I was at Megacon um, on Friday and uh, I did the photo with the cast of Cobra Kai and all five of them, like uh, the main stars, and they didn't do a plexiglass. So I was surprised. Yeah. And, and um, Moff Gideon was there. And mm. just as I was leaving, and there was literally no line. There was like one person there. So I got a picture with him and an autograph there. And I chatted with him a bit. And he said, we're going to love season three. Oh man! I asked him. <laughs> he was like, "It's." I'm like, "I don't know how you could top that season two finale because that's my favorite TV episode ever." It yeah. was. I had goosebumps like the whole thing. It was crazy. Yeah. yeah. The shaking and the trembling—that was me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so RV is asking us if we uh, caught the new short today. Inquisitors fly over Anchorhead. I did see a new commercial today. It had a little bit of new footage, a little, a couple extensions here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that stood out to me was uh, the, the the shot of Obi Wan 
it looked like he was meditating right before they flip over and show that last shot of him where his eyes are shut and he, you can hear the Vader breathing. It's almost like he's on, on a transport. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking that's the first time that he encounters Vader in the series. I, I think mm-hmm. that's what's happening there. They're looking for power. I guess, you know, technically he assumes that he dies, I guess, you know? Right. I'm glad so, you brought that up because Deborah Chow brought that up in an interview. She's doing the rounds as well, and she's being interviewed by so many people. If if you want to see the interviews, just YouTube her name, and they'll all pop up. But there was an article that was put out where she does talk about how Obi-Wan doesn't know that Anakin survived. Or even the fact that he is Darth Vader. Correct. You I mean, know? Yes. He doesn't know that. Wouldn't there he? wasn't there wasn't an announcement, <laughs> like same way that Ahsoka had to figure it out in Rebels. Like you know, it just yeah. I don't know. I mean, I would think that he would sense that Anakin was or Vader was still alive, right? When he's in proximity to him, yeah, he's gonna sense Anakin totally. But I mean, so do you think when he left him on Mustafar, he thought he was dying? He was dead. He left him for dead. Yeah, yeah, well, he I did. Yeah, but do you think the, he the really- man caught on fire? I think that's. A- <laughs> yeah. I would assume he was dead until he got that loving embrace by the emperor. <laughs> Just <Yes>. weird. <laughs> Is that? Do you guys get that when I see that scene? It's just. It feels very kind of for me the way he touches his forehead, like I mean- a. The Emperor gives me creep vibes anyway, in in any capacity. Yeah. So. And you figured he would be back in the Obi Wan Kenobi series. He is around. I mean, he's around. This is true. Around. This is all true. Well, I think we're gonna hear at least hear him or see a hologram of him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Now, in the uh, one trailer, it looks like there's a robot bounty hunter. Is that? Forlom or Zuckus or whatever he's going by these days. I don't know. Yeah, Forlom. I believe that was the going theory, but I have seen some headlines uh, stating that that's not Forlom. Okay. I'm not sure. If Forlom is there, Zuckus is probably there too because they work together. So. Yeah. Um, so, Craig, I want you to talk about uh, no one knows this on the podcast, but I want you to talk about your experience, you're the first person that we have on the podcast mm-hmm. that has done the Halcyon Star Cruiser. Oh! So, so if you I don't mind... I want to hear about it. Talk about your experience. Um, okay, so I'll try and give the pros and the cons. Yep. Um, I went on May the 4th. Lovely. And, um, okay, so... I don't know where to start. I mean, overall, I'll start by saying that I really enjoyed the experience. If I had to give you a number, I would say eight out of 10. Um, It's my least favorite place in the Star Wars timeline. So (laughs) for obviously (laughs) reasons. Yeah. (laughs) But so had it been in a different place, I would have appreciated it more. Or if they incorporated more of the like Mandalorian characters and somewhere in there, I would really like that. And I hope they do that in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, but the characters that they create and that they have on board the ship, I really enjoyed them. All of them. I appreciated them. 
I thought they, everybody is in character the entire time. Everybody. Okay. Even the people that work the cash registers and everything else, everybody is, you are on this spaceship in space and that's it. Right. So it's great. Uh, it's a lot of fun. If you really want to be in character and, and be really involved with the story, which I tried to do, um, you'll really enjoy it. Um, we kind of created our own costumes and, and, and stayed in them the whole time. And uh, you can be as involved as you want. And the more you're involved, the more you're going to see. Um, so like, let me just give you a quick example. Like everybody gets to do bridge training, which is fun. And you're on the bridge and you learn how to shoot and do all the different uh, activities on the bridge. But if you get really involved with the story and you're constantly trying to complete missions and do little things, quests, you'll go back to the bridge and you'll see another series that happens on the bridge again, a different part to the story. And so I actually was on the bridge three times and saw the three different uh, parts of the story play out just because how involved we were. And so you have to imagine like there's a story that takes place along the whole timeline of the bridge, just for an example, using the bridge. So if you're there at various points, you'll see different scenes and different parts of the story play out. Right. So the story is always moving and the, and it's moving for each of the characters on the ship. And as a whole, there's a main storyline and then there's all these smaller storylines so you can't be in all the different places at once, no matter how much, because you might be doing lightsaber training. And so you're missing out something that's going on in the atrium or in the lounge or in the bridge area. And so you're not going to see all of it, no matter what you do. Um, so that's kind of cool. Like everybody's going to have their own unique experiences. It's just uh, going to depend on how much, you want to get involved and are able to solve clues and puzzles and stuff like that. So I, I really enjoyed it. Um, you use your phone a lot. You have to use your phone a lot. You have to use it to scan things like you might scan crates on the ship and then you'll find things in the crate. Now not, you won't literally take it out of the crate. It'll scan on your phone and say like, Oh, you found this piece of equipment or uh, piece of an item or what whatnot or a piece of clothing and so you scan these things and then you unlock it and then it, you, the more you do the more you unlock achievements on your phone and then it allows you to get into different parts to the story so uh, I don't want to be giving away spoilers for anybody but I basically I unlocked I found something on Batu by unlocking it and solving some puzzles which got to show me a very special, unique uh, part to the story on the ship uh, involving some really awesome characters. I don't want to spoil it for people that may be trying to avoid it, but I will say that they checked my name before they let me into that room. Mm -hmm. Okay. They were like, they made sure that I had unlocked this certain thing before they were going to let me see it. And they're like, Oh, yeah. oh yeah, there you are. Okay. You can go in. So, um, they really uh, reward you, at least 
from my experience for doing that work and getting to see extra things. Here's another example. Um, like I said, I got to do three things on the bridge. Uh, the bridge training, then I did this one where the ship is being attacked. And then I was with my daughter and we went to the lounge for a while. And I was like, let's hang out and see if we can find anything going on. And sure enough, we saw a bunch of people going back to the bridge and the captain knew who we were. Like, you were just here helping us. Come on in and help us if you wish. So we got to do another bridge part of the story, which got the ship under attack again. But different characters from the movie showed up. Not literally on the bridge, but on the screen and to mm. part of the story. So nice. the more you're really involved, the more you're going to unlock, the more you're going to experience. And sometimes it's just dumb luck. Like, mm -hmm. I went back to the room looking for my girlfriend, and she managed to jump, uh, bump into one of the characters on board the ship that we didn't know he was going to be at that place at that time. But we go along with him and help him along the way. So nice. it's, it's, it's fun. You don't, you just want to go, not like with the idea of I'm going to relax. It's I'm going to go, 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 go. That's what I've heard. I've heard it. There's really no time to relax. <laughs> there really isn't. There really isn't. And then the next day that's, and then the second day you go to Batu and you, you can do different missions depending upon relationships that you've built with the characters on the ship, they'll send you to do different things on Batu. Go find this droid. Go hack this droid. Go find this thing. Uh, and you have to scan and meet people. And they give you maybe back an object. You bring it back to the ship, and then you show it to a character again. And then that unlocks another part of the story. So overall, I think we did a really good job because my, my daughter is four and my son is eight. And so, you know, it was hard to keep them going all that time. But I think we probably saw at least 80% of the stuff that we could have, you know, and unlocked so much. So overall, um, if you have the money, I recommend it. It's not cheap, obviously. Um, but if you're a big Star Wars fan, you'll probably really enjoy it. So you would recommend it? I would recommend it. Okay. Would, okay. would I go back? I might go back in another couple of years. Only because, not because I wouldn't like to go back. It's just that I know, like, most of the main story, if not all of the main story. And I'd only be going back for little side quests that I didn't see the first time. Uh, okay. Unless, of course, they add new characters and stuff like that. So if, if they constantly update the story, it'd be a lot more fun to go back. So where do you rank it in your lifetime of Star Wars experiences? Towards the top, the middle, the bottom? Um, well, you know, it's kind of hard to say because it's it's so unique. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's definitely towards the top, okay. but it's hard to say, you know, where would I rank it? Would I rank it over seeing Revenge of the Sith? I mean, I don't know if I could could do that, you yeah. know what I mean? Because it's, it's so hard. It's high. I really appreciate mm -hmm. it. I really love it. Uh, and I, I definitely am glad that I did it. If that helps. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're glad as a Star Wars fan to knock that out of the way, get it off the list and be like, yeah, I, I did that. I, I experienced it. And... Yeah. I mean, you know how you go to escape rooms and you have to solve puzzles. Right. 
Well, you, that's kind of like the main thing you're doing on the ship is solving puzzles. Mm-hmm. On your, but most of them are tied to your phone and maybe like, like I said, scanning boxes. And then your phone will give you like a little Tetris puzzle. It'll look like mm-hmm. a little Star Wars shape, but like in a Tetris puzzle and you have to solve it. And then when you solve the puzzle, it'll say you've unlocked this XYZ thing, whatever. And then it helps you along with your mission. And you did say you do have the option just to like relax and not do anything. right? You can, but I wouldn't do it. Right. right. I would not okay. recommend that. Yeah. If you're, if, if you're going to go on the ship, go all out, get involved. The characters are great about remembering your name. The mm. captain remembered my name. They remembered my daughter's name. A few of the characters, they knew exactly who we were and they'll say it you by name. And, and the more you interact with them and get involved, the more they're going to remember you. So nice. That's a, that's a nice touch. Stay highly active. Um, don't worry about sleep. You can sleep afterwards. Uh, go crazy and get as deeply involved as you want. And it's a lot of fun. Nice. I have seen some recent reports that the star cruiser is doing better than what the initial reports were with attendance. So they are, they are selling those rooms. Um, according to a group I'm in, they're selling out every yeah. week. And I don't know. I mean, I was there for May the 4th. So I'm, if there's one day of the year, it's going to be sold out. I'm sure it's that one, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it'll be packed. I think it'll be busy every week. Um, I mean, who knows? Um, if I had any criticism, it would be that... Um, I wish there were more areas to the ship to explore. Um, just different things to see beyond what there was. Um, and while the food was good, uh, it wasn't amazing. I, my girlfriend was more critical on the food. She was frustrated because they didn't even have like just chicken and fries for kids. You know, a lot of kids just want chicken and fries. That's a big critique that I've heard is because it's so themed, of course, they're not going to do that so it's all pretty like we'll say exotic yeah foods. i think i just think disney should maybe make some just basic chicken and fries and pizzas for kids because most little kids that's all they want to eat yeah kids are picky but but those are you know uh the rooms were nice oh i will say the bunk beds were i mean they were not comfortable at all <laughs> They were. They were. They like, didn't really look comfortable. No, they were really, really uncomfortable. Like I, I will be honest. the The main bed was nice, but the little, the bed for kids or the bunk beds, man, those were brutal. <laughs> Just playing on there for a few minutes. I'd rather sleep on Dagobah with Yoda in his hut, <laughs> <laughs> fighting off snakes and lizards. <laughs> so yeah we will be attending celebration um that's this week too and Mm -hmm. i'm super hyped i think everyone here on this panel is um i'm excited but wait we're not wrapping up yet because we got to talk predictions okay we have to talk predictions Okay. okay so i'm gonna ask you what you think i want your opinion will we see a season two of book of boba fett no 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 Okay. Mm. Mm. See, I feel like we barely got a season one. 
<laughs> because look, you know, I love the Mandalorian, probably one of my favorite things to come out of like the more recent years, like more than this, the sequel trilogy. Um, but I he, he took up so much of the show and it just like, I was, I was so hyped for those first few episodes, like seeing Boba's backstory. And like, I just gained so much respect for him. And then all of a sudden it was not about him anymore. And then he popped up in the very last episode and it just felt like it was rushed. And I was like, I wanted more. So I kind of hope they do. Cause I feel like the poor guy got gypped. <laughs> I now Okay. So David, if, if they, if they don't do a season two, does that mean you think he's really going to go along with Din Djarin and Mandalorian and become more a part of that show? Well, yeah, we'll we'll see more of Boba Fett in the the grander story leading up to the huge climactic event thing that's happening. Um, hopefully, that's a film that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, release it in the theater and then like two weeks or a month later, release it on Disney Plus. Do something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it was funny. Someone made the joke online that yeah, episode five of Obi Wan Kenobi is just going to be a show entirely of Boba Fett. <laughs> Obi-Wan won't say a word. He just stands there like that from <laughs> Then Fennec Shand appears at the very end and talks to Oh like, my gosh. No. I don't Pike want Syndicate. that. <laughs> no. I'm I gonna... love I love little I love little crossovers. I really do, but like we you gotta know where to draw the line. I'm gonna say that I think there will be a season two of Boba Fett. And maybe he'll appear in Mandalorian next season and then like the following year we'll do a they will get boba fett yeah events have played out with mandalorian stuff Mm -hmm. um so maybe not right away um while i enjoyed book of boba fett i just feel like it was kind of a mess yeah and story-wise it just felt like they were kind of like wasting time sometimes like why do we keep seeing this flashback of you know him on Camino, but it doesn't go anywhere. Like we don't, you know what I mean? It was just frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really lent itself to the fact that they couldn't shoot Mando season three. So they pivoted and made a book of Boba Fett show. But apparently that's not the case. They meant to shoot a book of Boba Fett show. And like everything that happened with Pedro Pascal signing on to do different projects and holding off work on Mando season three and whatever behind the scenes stuff happened. Um, I thought, I mean, it all kind of lined up, but apparently they meant for that show to be what it is. And they talk about in depth and in detail on the gallery episode on Disney Plus. You can watch right now for the Book of Boba Fett. And that gallery, I think, might be the best episode of gallery that they have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, so you say no to Book of Boba Fett. All right, so what mm-hmm. else are we going to see here? I mean, we got Obi-Wan coming out, Andor is coming out. What about Andor trailer? Well, I think we'll see an Andor trailer. Right. I, I think we're all in agreement with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about Ahsoka? Do you think we'll get some Ahsoka news? I hope so. Because we got a little bit. We got that they started shooting. Um, give us some more. I think we got to get something. We'll get something on Ahsoka. We get yeah, get yeah, with that, uh, the showcase or the Mando Plus panel that's happening that I can't attend because I'm going to be seeing Ewan McGregor meeting mm-hmm. Obi-Wan Kenobi in person. Um, yeah, I think we're going to get Ahsoka news. Uh, there's going to be something. I think Rosario Dawson is probably going to be there. 
So, uh, yeah, I think well, every filming right now, I was under the impression they were filming. So, right. Yeah. So they are filming the, the big omission is Hayden Christensen's not going to be at celebration signing or taking photo ops. So some that... people are thinking, well, maybe he's shooting a shooting schedule is preventing him from doing that. Oh, and he's going to be in the Ahsoka series, which is being shot. And maybe we're going to get I Rosario Dawson so. via satellite from like. 10 miles away yeah. in Manhattan Beach for the that, That'd still be cool. Yeah. Yeah. What if we got totally. them both? What if we got them both? Probably. Well, if they're shooting in California, then I don't see why she couldn't be there. I thought they were shooting out of the country. But if it's a tight schedule, she has to wear all the makeup. Yeah. It can't be it's a lot of work. touched up. And yeah, yeah, it's a lot of work. And especially, I mean, if Hayden's going to be all charred and they're going to film that scene that particular day, I mean, I don't know. All right. But so it is a disappointment think- that Hayden's not going to be there. Do you think we're going to hear about any other shows that we haven't heard anything yet? Any, yeah, I think we're going to get. Yeah, yeah, I think we're going to get some stuff. I think definitely a film announcement that we've never mm-hmm. heard of before, or something maybe that was rumored that they're going to officially kind of come out and just say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we all know there's going to be a Tales of the Jedi panel, which is going to be animation, which might follow adventures of Luke Skywalker and, and other Jedi. And there was a Dark Horse comic that that dropped that was um, back in the day that was called tales of the jedi um i have a prediction yeah a max rebo show that's called i'm back baby. oh my gosh <laughs> where's colin at get Is out feeling better? put him on the podcast <laughs> you know max rebo is gaining in popularity i have to say and, and it might be due to colin because there's a whole lot of max rebo merch at the celebration store that you can pick up Mm-hmm. And Colin told us on the podcast he's being hit up by everyone that hey have you seen this have you seen that and uh, there's quite a few cosplayers out there too being being put on the internet and and Twitter accounts being made of Max Rebo and I, I don't know maybe Colin is the genesis of all that he maybe, probably is maybe we'll see like a show with Max Rebo pairing up with Size Noodles and Size Back. <laughs> We don't know what happened to the rest of his band. What happened to the the one with the the funky looking head? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to Think remember of his, his name. name. Not, RB. Not Depot something or other, right? Uh, uh, yeah, the name escapes me right now. The guy with no eyes that plays like the the like clarinet. Yeah. yeah. What happened to him? I don't know. I have no idea. Um, yeah, Droopy McCool. Yeah, Droopy. I hate myself for not remembering it. McCool. Max and Droopy. Uh, yeah, when we had Galen Howard on the show, uh, the actor from uh, Book of Boba Fett, he was talking about how he could be Max Rebo's tour manager in some type of like yeah. Disney Plus special or series. So I like it. I want to see. I want to see some big surprises. Uh, hopefully, um, John Favreau and Filoni are working on something else that we don't know about yet. So, yeah, Kathleen Kennedy stated also in that Vanity Fair article that they're looking for creators. When when Brooke brought that up, that she was game to to be in the Ahsoka show or an Ahsoka flashback, Lucasfilm is actively looking for talent, but talent that will commit. You got to commit for about a decade with something because Star Wars, you have to commit a yeah. lot like Marvel Studios. Those people have to commit. 
Mm-hmm. John Watts uh, committed to making that Spider-Man trilogy, and now he's done. And he was going to direct Fantastic Four, but he quit that to do Star Wars. So he jumped across the hall. And, of course, we know Kevin Feige's going to dr- jump across the hall and executive produce a Star Wars film, which we might get some details at Celebration. I really hope that we see Kevin Feige on that stage. He's one of my heroes. That would be wild. So, that would be wild if he shows up. That would be absolutely wild. I want to see Ryan Johnson show up. <laughs> see what the crowd reaction is. <laughs> Come on. Now, I, I thought you wanted me to stay positive, and now you were, you're trying to throw that in my face. I'm not trying to do anything. I'm just talking about the facts. We talk about the facts on this show. Ryan Johnson was given a trilogy by the president of Lucasfilm. I want to see what that is. I want more Star Wars. I want more Star Wars. I agree with that statement. That is a solid <laughs> statement. Yes. Yeah, I want I want the connectivity of the story. Mm-hmm. Kathleen Kennedy touches on that. She in that Vanity Fair article, I keep on pointing back to that, but she's she says Star Wars, it's all connected. So I love the fact that they're staying within the canon that they've established and you got to work within that. Mm-hmm. Obi-Wan Kenobi, Deborah Chow said they had to be mindful of all the existing canon to to craft the story so i just love that i love how it's going to connect to a new hope just like rogue one connected Mm -hmm. to a new hope yeah that connectivity is just awesome and to do it so many years later and to do with the same actors they use with the prequels that's just the best yes you can't beat it yeah yeah i'm I'm looking it's all exciting it's so exciting i don't know just seeing all of those like actors come back to like reprise their roles like it just makes me so excited it's just because it's, it's it's them, you know? It's- I agree. I agree. I'm really looking forward to all this stuff coming out. Um, a lot more than I was with the sequel trilogy. Right? Mandalorian, I just love what they've done with it. Yes. And I feel like Ahsoka's going to be great. Um, I'm looking forward to Obi-Wan. So mm-hmm. hopefully the Force is with us. <laughs> I, have good, I have good feeling. I have good feeling about this. I have, yeah, you... good, I have a good feeling about this. Uh, <laughs> nice one. Well, I, I think it's going to be great, and I can't wait to see what happens this week. Hopefully some big stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah, we yeah. haven't had a celebration in a long time. Yeah, since 2019. So we're, we're due. We're due a good celebration. Hopefully they've had a lot of time to come up with some great pro- projects. Mm-hmm. Surprise us with some stuff. I don't know. What's what's the deal with that Rangers show? Is that gone? Yeah, I I think um, I think that show has pretty much been put either on the back burner or it's not going to happen at all because I I think there was a plan, which is a unique thing to say with the Disney purchased Lucasfilm Star Wars, <laughs> but there was a plan with Filoni and Favreau to head that up, and I think. Gina Carano was going to be a big focus on that. And yeah. I think that kind of derailed stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I, we could be wrong with that. But it seems like the Rangers show is not happening. And something might take its place. Or they might just kind of leave it off. Um, but you brought up the sequel trilogy. I mean, don't count out the fact that Daisy Ridley's back on social media. She might walk true. across that stage too and be like, That'd hey be guys, awesome. I'm back. Coming to Disney Plus, The Adventures of Ray Skywalker. <laughs> so I, you know, I think I, like most people, had a lot of problems with like the overall writing 
of the sequel trilogy. But I still think some good things came of it. You know, like, is it my favorite? No. But I still think there were some fun aspects. Yeah, that, you know, they could still explore aspects of that time period and it would still be enjoyable. I, I don't know. I don't I don't think they're going to bring that back anytime soon. You never know. But I just don't I just don't see it going that way, um, at least not right now. But who knows? Maybe they have something in the works. I mean, I just, I wonder, just because of the way Galaxy's Edge is set in that time period, and so I wonder if they'll try to do something, because a lot of people, you know, aren't aren't a fan of that time period. I wonder if they'll try to do something to get people more interested in it, so that they like the land more. Well, I don't know why what they wouldn't just incorporate Mandalorian timeline. I mean, it's... It's the, they're, they're the so, you know, yeah. It seems like they could... Uh, you know, slowly merge that together. Mm-hmm. You know, all it takes is a TV show or two. And yeah. next, uh, you're watching The Adventures of Batu, and uh, Mandalorian Din Djarin shows up with Grogu. Yeah. You know, so um, I think if they incorporate Mandalorian to that, it, I think it would really help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I totally agree. But yeah, I also I also do think that there needs to probably be some type of shift at Galaxy's Edge. And if they incorporate the original trilogy or the new shows, um I think might that might be the best move for, for that yeah. site. I, I I mean Star Wars fans all go to it. I mean it, I it's mean, like it's, our, it's our enjoyable for what it yeah. is. Like even yeah. not thinking about like what time period it is, like just being immersed in all that stuff. But sometimes I just think about how I guess you know, this is me personally, how much cooler it would have been for me if it was set in the original trilogy era. Like obviously I know why they made it that one. That's what Disney owns. So of course that's what they're gonna create. But just how much cooler would it be if Darth Vader was there and like all the original stormtroopers and things? Like that's just me personally. They I, will be there for Star Wars night. Are you going to Star Wars night, Craig? I am. Okay, uh, cool. All let, three of us will be there. Let me tell you something, Disney. If you're listening, <laughs> you make the Halcyon take place during Episode Four through Six. You can triple the price, and I'll pay it to be there. Okay. All right, so, that may be, that okay. may be you. Some of us won't, but <laughs> the price, and I would literally pay if it was during that time period. I think a lot of people would be willing to pay more yeah. if it was set in that time period. Yeah, that's just how I feel about it. But yeah, what if they just set it up to where it's just a bunch of Millennium Falcon cockpits and holes where you just hang out and you like have like the like the sleeping quarters there where mm-hmm. Luke had his like arm tended to by Leia and where right. Chewie was in that like bunk bed style thing. That's the next thing they need to do. I want to walk through the whole thing. You know, I yes. know on the ride you get to see, you know, like that right. main area, but I want, no, I want the whole thing. That's the next thing. That's what I want. Doesn't matter what time period that's in either. You can do it. Yeah. <laughs> or think... maybe like a Star Tours experience, but it's just the <laughs> battle over Endor in space mm-hmm. when you blow up Death Star Ooh. number two. That would be pretty cool. You know, I think the biggest thing that biggest disappointment with Batu for me is that you know there's really only two attractions: yeah. Rise of Resistance and the Smuggler yeah. Run. 
Yeah. I would like to, you know, see some other stuff there besides merchandise shops and places to right. eat. And, you know, that could be something that they're, they could add on, you know, that's easy enough, they- you know, over time. Yeah, apparently they add do have more, more land in Orlando to add on to it. Yeah, Not so they sure do. about Disneyland. Sure. But so I drive I drive past it. I drive past it when I like come into work. So like I see all the things. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know they got some room. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's see what they do. I'm I'm excited this week. This is a good week. This is a week of a new hope. <laughs> Literally, May twenty fifth. Yeah. The anniversary, forty fifth anniversary of a new hope. Wow! I kind of wonder in uh, five years what the uh, where celebration is going to take place and what kind of celebration will be for Star Wars at fifty. Yeah! Wow. Where do, where do you think it's going to take place, guys? Is it going to be back in Anaheim, back in Orlando? Or are they going to go somewhere? Maybe maybe he's gonna take it to George and have it back at Chicago because I know he lives in Chicago a lot. Oh, that'd be cool. But his museum is opening up in LA. Oh, so it would make I don't know. I just feel like I think it was Colin who said it, just because of Galaxy's Edge now that it just like for those really big ones, it just it really makes sense to either have it, you know, in by Disneyland or in Disney World so they can have more of those experiences yeah. there. Mm-hmm. So like that makes sense. Yeah. I think we're going to, I think there's going to be one in Orlando soon. Mm-hmm. Um, in the past, they seem to have like a lot of times gone to like Europe and then come back. So maybe they'll do that again. Like go to Europe for the next one and then come back. And, mm-hmm. and well, with the whole pandemic still kind of I know, that's... going on, I, I doubt that. I even doubt that they're going to announce this next celebration at the closing ceremony like they tend to do. I mean, I think they're going to maybe take maybe another year Just or two. Play it safe. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, because Just I mean, like we're 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 getting close. We're we're getting yeah. back to where we were before. We're getting close, but you know things are still still out there. So. Yeah. yeah, we're you know they still have a lot of measures in place. Um, mm-hmm. We all have to wear the masks the whole time, and yep. you have uh, to be vaxxed or show a negative test. Yeah, are they checking the cards there? Is that how they? Yes, doing? I have my card on my lanyard. Hmm. Got so. it. Smart. So, yeah, Celebration Kenobi happening this week. This is our last podcast before we start podcasting every night live from Celebration. So everyone that's listening, look forward to that. We'll probably have Craig on. He'll be in the background. Screaming. Yeah, (laughs) screaming at Last Jedi fans. (laughs) Get out of there. I'll scream with with you. Yeah, with his Jar Jar doll. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, we're going to podcast every night. Last Jedi. <laughs> yeah, we'll be podcasting every night, maybe live in front of the fountain. You never know. So fountain. Yeah, there's a big fountain in front of the uh, convention center where five hundred first take pictures at. And... Oh, fun! I'm yeah. learning. I'm learning so many things. Yeah. I just want to say thanks for having me on, and uh, thanks for being here, Craig. Too. I tried to behave myself the best that I could. I I found myself on the edge a bit, but I did it. I did it. <laughs> so, so Craig, okay do you say, want? Hope is okay to say, but I think Craig too. I think you're my favorite of the Craigs. Nice. Well, Craig three. You don't want to meet him. <laughs> so that that Craig from Jock Lindsay is no good. From which one? From when we met for when dinner. We, when which oh, that, one did I? When I did I meet? 
That's Craig Nine. He's no Craig longer Nine. Oh wow. Okay. Oh wow. So is there anything uh, Craig Two wants to plug? No. No. Okay. Uh, it, come find me at Celebration and tell me how much you love Empire Strikes Back, and we'll be best friends. I think I think we're both wearing Empire Strikes Back shirts right now. <laughs> yeah, I got the Chicago Celebration shirt on. It'll be good to see you guys this week. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm excited to see everybody. Yeah, have a good time. All right. Well, that's the show. Thank you very much, everyone. And for Craig, too, and Brooke, my name is David, and may the Force be with you all. Always.